Welcome back to another episode of the Drive-In Double Feature. I am your host, Aaron Lopez. We took a week off. Wasn't planned that way, but you know what? Life made it that way. Uh, but Ben made sure to get us on track again for this week. And and as always, our uh, our co-host, Ben Norsworthy, is here with us. Ben, how you doing? Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a couple weeks. I'm sure it has, man. You, yeah, you. Life has really uh, kind of shown up at your doorstep and, and greeted itself, hasn't it? It has. It has. Yeah. The uh, between the house and grad school, and just man, uh, being back at school is just kicking my butt. I'm coming home, feeling like I'm what? How old are you? Forty. <laughs> Why, like, dude? This has to be a record of the fastest time you've insulted my age during one of the podcasts. I it mean, just made, literally it made sense. 30 seconds to a minute into the podcast. I am 36. Okay. I, am I 36. feel like I'm, God, I, I came home feeling like I was 36. Next week, you're going to be like, so what are you, 50? Do you remember <laughs> the 70s? Like, What was it like when uh, you watched the moon landing? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. You've, you've expressed to me how busy you've been and everybody usually needs a week, uh, you know, some, a bit of time off to get the scatteredness of the brains. And you and I know both know teaching and teaching in the climate that we're teaching in with COVID and stuff is it just, it's mentally frying. Like I, I'm the same way I come home and my brain is just fried. Yeah, it's been tough, but uh, I'm glad to get back on it. And uh, actually it's kind of cool. Um, I've got, now, this coming week, I will be uh, presenting a course introduction or course layout preview uh, for immersion this year. So you know how we do immersion at my school. We take a month away and we study something in detail, like um, I've done Broadway, Haunted Ohio, um, you know, things like that. And uh, this year, I'm doing a podcasting one. So um, it'll be kind of cool to uh, hopefully get a handful of students involved in podcasting and um, kind of let them try their, their hand at it and um, hopefully they uh, they enjoy it so that'll be pretty cool please do not use any examples of us together because my language tends to not be the best language oh um, you know what's funny is my students have found the the podcast they found the drunk drive-in episodes and it's funny because i always tell them i say 
you know that the thoughts and views of Mr. Lopez are not always the thoughts and views of Aaron Lopez at home. Um, but, you know, it, it, I teach seniors, juniors and seniors, and they, they've got a pretty uh, good sense of humor about it. So some for some reason, I don't know, if I was their age, I'd be listening to my, my teacher all the time But um, if they had a podcast, but they don't listen. So they, they find it funny, but they don't listen. They're, they're students. They don't know any better. Absolutely. So what are we looking at this week, Ben? Aaron, in honor of this being the first podcast of October, and in honor of you moving into a new house, being a new homeowner, we are going to do a tops list. And our tops list is going to be our top three haunted house movies. Um, haunted houses are a staple in the horror genre. Um, usually we get that like a hundred year old, uh, massive, big, imposing houses, roofs, and, you know, and uh, to give you the creeps, but you know, this was actually for me, like making this list was, was kind of hard. Um, so if like, for example, qualifying the list, a film had to be fe- featured in an actual haunted house, right? That should be yeah, one I qualification. Think. I mean, I think um, so. a person cannot be haunted. The house has to be haunted. Correct. Yeah. I'd say, um, uh, then you think of things like The Shining, like, well, yeah, but that's a haunted hotel. Yeah. That's not a house. Um, paranormal activity, you think of like, oh, that's a haunted house, but actually it was uh, more about a, a supernatural entity of a demon, not a ghost. So that kind of goes with Insidious too. So there, there's a lot of different qualifying things, that, but I think that you and I have a great list. Again, I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen mine. No. Nope. I think we have a great list of how... Uh, creepy haunted house movies that we can talk about and as Halloween approaches. I think so. I think so. So let's go ahead and let's jump into our first one. Uh, Like I said, what we're going to do is we're going to go three, two, one. And before we present our number ones, um, we are going to, to drop an honorable mention. So something that didn't quite make the list. So um, Ben, I'm gonna let you start. I usually start. Uh, What was your number three? My number three might be a little bit different, but it is Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice is a haunted house movie. Am I wrong? No, you're not, because guess what? What? That's my number three. <laughs> uh, see, look at that. Great minds think alike. Yes, Beetlejuice. Let's talk Beetlejuice. Um, again, it's. I mean, here's the thing about Beetlejuice. It's a comedy. It's from Tim Burton, so it's going to have that whimsical feel about it and the exaggerated set pieces and and things like that costumes but if you're watching this as a kid some of it's scary yeah i mean so when the sandworm comes out or when the midlands first take their trip into the afterlife to meet with their um counselor um there's some scary stuff in there as a kid and as you get up adult as you get as an adult it's like oh that was just neat looking but yeah, Beetlejuice, I think, is one of the more underrated haunted house movies. Yeah, I think that, you know, with Beetlejuice for me, you know, and I was trying to look at it, too, and I'm trying to see, you know, how does it how can he context it? Um, and quite literally, you know, when when you have Gina Davis and, and Baldwin, when they die, they do they haunt the house like that's the premise of the film is they're stuck yeah. in the house and they're haunting the house. The main characters are the ghosts. Exactly. Um, but you don't just, see it a lot of horror movies. No, no, you don't usually get that that perspective. Or if you do, you don't realize it until the end, and that's your big twist ending, um, a la Sixth Sense or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that Beetlejuice really, you know, sets sets the bar for 
um, that type of, you know, you can play with horror a little bit without making it, um, you know, campy and, mm-hmm. you know, gross just for the sake of gross. Like um, some of your Ash versus the Evil Dead, like that mm-hmm. kind of horror, which is overly gory um, and, you know, funny because of the dialogue. Um, Beetlejuice was Tim Burton's um, Tim Burton's baby with a uh, with a haunted house twist. I, I really enjoy it. The cast is fantastic. Yeah, um, such a quotable movie. I mean, you can just pull quotes from it. They got such great dialogue in there. Michael Keaton, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and nobody. I mean, Michael Keaton went on really. If you look at the time period of like when Beetlejuice came out and like mr mom and then batman like he had a quite a run there towards the mid to late 80s early 90s like yeah, he was just in Keaton went he was he was golden at that point yeah there was really no way to do it wrong yeah like it just to me whenever beetlejuice is on i'll sit down and watch it um when i, I get excited to think about well why it'll be old enough here soon that i can introduce him to beetlejuice and and he can see it yeah i think just think it's a it's a different kind of haunted house movie. But yeah, the, and I the... think when you're looking at it too, is what I really, what I love the most about Beetlejuice is um, the, I mean, the scene that stands out is um, the, the song uh, when they all get possessed. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, for me, it, it incorporates it's, t- I mean, it's, it just reeks Tim Burton. Um, and we, we talked about Tim Burton, you know, on the podcast before, but, um, you know, I just, I think that the, looking at it now, looking at the film now and now having much more of appreciation for Catherine O'Hara, um, I think oh, yeah, yeah. her in that, um, she's my favorite character. I think that she is such an underrated actress throughout her career, first off. Um, uh, but especially in that movie, um, she just kind of pushes and nudges and twists the knife throughout the whole movie. And, um, she's like the victim and the villain, you know, all in the same, same scene. You know, I think it's, it's quite funny. So. Yeah. I think my favorite scene from that is probably when the Midlands go first, go to uh, the cemetery to Mm. dig up Beetlejuice and he, you know, he comes out of the grave and, you know, he's, he's messing around with him and stuff like that. And and then of course he kicks over the tree and he's like, nice fucking model. and, And just, you know, I think that's probably my favorite scene from it, but yeah, it's a great haunted house movie, different perspective from the ghost. Because the whole point is of the movie is to get them out, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the premise. Um, you know, get them out of the house. Try to allow them to um, take back their house. Um, just kind of, it's interesting, and I think that now too, you look at the the cult following that have has kind of come back as a result of um, just kind of nostalgia the retro vibes that come from from beetlejuice um the handbook for the recently deceased like that is a everybody wants a a journal that does that or everybody wants the pin or the you know it's it's become an iconic image iconic cover really in the last couple years so yeah and i like i always love like the character otho like he's hilarious to me but again it's just a it's a smart twist on a haunted house story where you know, instead of the living trying to kick out the dead, it's, you know, it's reversed. Yeah, I uh, I think it's quite, it's pretty funny that, that we both came up with that as our... As Again, our, we have not told each other our list. No, we haven't. 
No, and I was kind of curious to see. I thought I might have pulled one over on you by putting Beetlejuice, but of course not. Uh, once again, you fail. I do. Cone trying at me. All right, your number two. Number two. I'll see my if number... maybe this one we get a little bit of difference. Okay, my number two is a little bit more recent. I'm going with The Conjuring. Okay. Uh, 2013. And in fact, I would, if I can cheat a little bit, I like to include both of them in there, Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. Because okay. um, they're both really good, fantastic movies. This is uh, James Blonde. Um, it's his kind of his um, ideal. So let's, if we're just, I'm going to go with the first one, The Conjuring. Um, it's kind of his... Uh, his rendition of a 70s horror movie um it's based on the true story um we first get introduced to ed and lorraine warren who are actual paranormal investigators i think ed warren was actually a, a, a ordained priest to perform exorcisms but it's it's to me what i liked about this movie is they were able to breathe fresh life into the haunted house movie you know up to that point we we had had not had a good haunted house horror movie in a long time yeah it'd, and, it'd been a while yeah so when this came out when me and when Devin and i saw a preview for this in the theater and then we're like oh we got to go see that and i think they did release it right around halloween it was it was great and it's scary it's it's disturbing and it's scary yeah the first one i'm trying to remember if i've seen the the second one i feel like i have but the second uh, one was that they were in London and it was this little girl that was being taken over and it has this, the, the, one of the best scenes I've ever seen in horror where uh, Patrick Wilson's character, Ed Warren is trying to contact the ghost and he, he, to make sure the girl's not faking, he turns her back and he has her put a, um, a glass, a drink, drink of water in her mouth. So she can't like fake it. And then he like summons the ghost. And so, so the shot is of him right here in front of the camera. And in the back, it's faded a little bit blurred. And you slowly see this little girl morph into this like old guy, hmm. but you can't see And then the voice changes. It's great. But yeah, this one is great. I mean, it's got, uh, um, Vera Farmiga in it. It's got, uh, uh, Patrick Wilson in it, and I'm forgetting the name of the mom. Um, it's got what's his face from uh, Ron, some, some the guy from uh, Office Space. He is oh, in it also. Uh, um, I can't because he was just kind of the dad, but he was kind of a side character. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie, um, and it's it's one of the better haunted house movies in the last twenty years. Yeah, I, I definitely remember the first one. I'm trying to think if I've seen the second one now that you've mentioned it. Um, but yeah, the, it's it. We've talked about this before, and and the in the original drive-in about how horror movies kind of went through about a five to ten year lull, mm-hmm. um, and it was recently again. It kind of feels like we're getting some good ones again. Um, but Conjuring, I think, was the you know, one of the lone positives in that stretch. Um, you know, I don't think that it really, I'm looking to see if there's anything else that came out around then. It didn't have high expectations and then it made a shitload of money and it got great reviews. Um, you know, like I, I really agree with what you said. Um, cause like, like in nine, in the nine, in the mid nineties, when screen came out, that kind of saturated the market. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, this is how horror movies have to be now. And then because everybody was doing that, that kind of pushed the horror genre to go to like the, the, um, 
whatchamacallit, uh, the torture porn. Yeah, your movies. Saw movies. Your Saw movies and and all that, and your human caterpillars and, you know, I mean, I'll, all that. I'll go on a record and say the first Saw is probably one of the more um, monumental horror films the last 20 oh, years. Oh, yeah. But after that, it well, did, After it that, they were just like, well, we got we to gotta keep topping shit. Yeah. It's kind of like in wrestling. We're like, yeah, that match grows great. Well, now we got to make it a table match. Yeah. And now we got to make it a, yeah, now we got to make it a ladder match. So it's like, yeah, the first one was groundbreaking, but then everybody else. So then that saturated. So I think the conjuring for me, like you said, with all the saws and and all the other movies that were coming out, um, this was a kind of a return to just a good old haunted house movie. You know, so to me, it's great. And that, that scene where the mom is, uh, thought thinks she's playing the game with one of her daughters in the middle of the night with yeah. her clapping hands and she gets locked into the basement and the light breaks and she lights a match and then these hands just come out from behind her and do the clap yeah ah, i'm getting i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now well and i'm looking too. 2013 was not a, a great year for horror movies um some of the more notable ones that come to mind mama which was okay but kind of weird yeah um uh, Oculus, not good. No. Um, let's see some of the other ones. Uh, Warm Bodies, fun. Really wouldn't call yeah. it a horror movie. The Evil Dead remake did okay. But then you have things like Dark Skies, which I thought was horrible. The mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not that good. Um, you had a lot of re- remakes. Carrie came out. Um, the first Purge. People were trying, yeah, I mean, the, then, beside, yeah, oh. they'll say the purge and then the, I mean, people were trying to figure out what was the next thing they could attach themselves to. I spit on your grave too. Um, Hansel, that one. The Hansel and Gretel with uh, Jeremy Renner. I'm not sure I'd qualify that as horror, but I guess Google does. Um, I mean, 2013 was Sharknado. That tells you where we were. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah I mean, to me, it's just it's a return to good, scary, atmospheric horror. Yeah. What about you? Well, What's your number two? My number two is going to um, it's going to say a lot about my, uh, my age. Um, so now my number two, it isn't too much further away from uh, from Beetlejuice. Do you think you think you can guess it? Well, it's, it's far from Beetlejuice, but it's it's not necessarily your horror type of haunting. Uh, I'm gonna. Is it? Is it? I have no idea. You kind of, kind of throw me for a loop. 1995, Casper. Yeah, I. You know, I mentioned something to to Devin about that because a commercial came on like Family Network or something like that, and I was like, "Hey, should I mention Casper?" And we just kind of gave each other a look, and lo and behold, you mentioned Casper. I think I genuinely think that version of it. I mean, I can't tell you how many spinoffs, how many sequels, prequels. I mean, it, it is that that franchise has been just buried because of how successful the first Casper was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I would say that that first Casper. um I mean, it did it budgeted at 55 million and it made almost 300 million. Um Ironically enough, it did it in May. It wasn't even a Halloween release. Like, imagine what would have happened if they released it in September or October. Um, I, I don't never understand. I don't ever understand why movie studios do that. I don't know. Well, and maybe I mean a, a part of me thinks, well, for them, it wasn't really supposed to be a scary movie. Leave yeah. that for your October. But 
Um, I think Casper, I mean, part of it is the nostalgia. Um, you know, honestly, it has probably been a while since I've seen it, but I remember um, how I remember it. It's always going to be better than when I go back and watch it, you know, but the cast is fantastic. I mean, yeah, um, Bill Pullman. Yep. You've got uh, Bill Pullman. You've got Christina Ricci, Eric Idle, um, who I think Eric, I mean, anything with Eric Idle in, I'm, yeah. I'm always down to watch. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, I, I love that Brad Garrett's the voice of Fatso. Um, it's just, it's we have fun. A, we have a cameo by Dan Aykroyd dressed up as a Ghostbuster at the beginning of it. You've got cameos yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, going down the list, you know, you got Fred Rogers, uh, Clint Eastwood, Rodney Dangerfield, Mel Gibson. I mean, this was a movie that was supposed to make money. Um, it did. But I don't think that they sold out. Um, it was no, they fun. made the, yeah, they made the film they wanted to make. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. Um, but I think that like also for me, when I look back at it, 1995, it was pretty good CGI for 95. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It didn't look it's a, like it, it holds up today. I think so. Um, you know, in some, to some degree, um, I will say that it is a little disappointing how many spinoffs have happened. Um, you know, there's the, and the spinoffs are the made for TV movies that have, you know, a fraction of the budget and, um, you know, the, the CGI is not anywhere near as good as it could have been. Um, but it's, it's still a lot of fun. I think that it, um, it hits on some pretty dark and, um, traumatic things. I mean, yeah. Child death. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 got a darkness to it because i mean we are talking about casper here who was a kid ghost so it's some somebody's child's died and he's just looking for a friend Mm -hmm. well and i mean the the father's trying to bring back the mom like the whole story is that he wants to try to to bring back the mom and um he dies. I mean, you got you got guys yeah, dying. Spoilers. It's been out since '95, so if you haven't seen it yet, you know, yeah. If you haven't you. seen it, if you if you haven't seen it in the last 25 years, yeah. Um, but he dies. Like he dies to try to be with, uh, make a family again, and so that's that's heavy. Yeah, it's a like, it's it's a lot of fun, but it is super heavy. Ben Stein. I'm looking through here again. Uh, he plays the lawyer, um, but I I think that it's it holds up. It's a little non-traditional for for the um, the list. So for me, that was one that I wanted to try and sneak in. Um, but I love it. I I grew up. I mean, '95. I was what six or seven years old. Um, so all the toys that came out with it, all the marketing, all the McDonald's marketing, all the the cultural garbage that got thrown because it was a family movie in the '90s. Um, you know, Casper's probably up there with Space Jam. You know, it was a big. Big commercial, but I think Casper's a lot better than Space Jam um, as far as a movie. I probably enjoy Space Jam a little more, uh, but you know, that's that's for another episode. Again, it's it's just it was such a big part of of many of many like a couple of generations of seeing it, like those movies of like Space Jam and Casper. Well, and it's one of those movies that very. I mean, we t- haven't really talked about this yet, but a lot of uh, horror movies are based off of old horror stories, um, whether that is through literature, um, you know, comics, TV shows, um, old movies. It's really rare that you see something, you know, drastically unique, um, you know, and Casper's not unique. 
um, you know, it's based off of the, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost cartoon, um, you know, from the, I think, 70s, uh, maybe mm-hmm. 60s. No, uh, 50s. And, and the 90s had a pretty good run of them taking stuff like that. So we had like the Little Rascals. Yeah. And, and Casper, and Richie Rich, and a bunch of uh, 90s had a good run of kids taking older kids' materials and modernizing it to yeah. fit a new generation. All right. So we are. So I was surprised. Our... I was surprised with that, Aaron. Good. I got you. Got you. me. You got, got me. You was... off there. Yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised that you know we've started off our list really with kind of not necessarily scary um, haunted house movies, but something that's just more like, you know, are we getting tender? Are we getting too tender here? Are we? I don't know. Maybe buying a house has got me uh, all sweet, and I'm just ready to. No, I don't know. I uh, no. <laughs> I think that I can't even finish that that idea. Not there yet. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that this just shows too is that it's tough to narrow this this topic this category down. Um, you know, I I could I, I'd love to argue Paranormal Activity. I'd love to argue Shining. I think that those those kinds, um, you know, they are hotel. They are entities. Um, but I mean. You know, it's difficult to to kind of narrow it down. So I think it, it throws us off for a different type of list, which occasionally, you know what, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just, yeah, I agree. It's just hard because, you know, things you think of at first and it's like, well, okay, if you really break it down to what a haunted house movie is, mm-hmm. um, I guess that doesn't apply. Um, we do an honorable mentions. Let's do some honorable mentions here. You go ahead first. What's your honorable mention? So my, my two honorable mentions are actually uh, movies that we have kind of referenced already. Uh, well, one of them is uh, Paranormal Activity for me. Um, although it is not, it is more of like a demonic um, entity. Um, I would say that, you know, we don't really know that in the first movie. Um, no. We come to realize that throughout the franchise. But so in the first movie alone, you know, I would say that's why I could love to qualify that one. I also think that the first paranormal activity on a um, technicality. Yeah, I know. I think the first one, it is up there with Saw for me of the last yeah. you know, twenty years of some of the best horror. Um, it it created a genre. It did, and it did it in a way that people again, it it is in the same breath as Blair Witch Project. People weren't sure if it was real or not. Correct. That's of how well it was was marketed, how well it was was filmed. People weren't sure, um, and you actually had to, to scour the internet to realize, yep, these are actors. This is fake. This is just good CGI and good writing. But I will um, say that the difference between that and Blair Witch is like Blair Witch was like one thing where it's like they, it would have been an okay movie, but I mean it was a I would say it was an okay movie, but the marketing of it mm-hmm. and the and the word of mouth really made it into what it is. Whereas for me, Paranormal Activity was the same thing but they made it well yeah i mean like they just didn't have people really out in the well woods with a camcorder like they practically sat down like how can we do this on the cheap and make it a really scary haunted movie <laughs> the uh the movie cost them fifteen thousand dollars to make and they probably made millions upon millions yep just under 200 million um and that's just the first movie yeah um it spawned what six, I think. Six sequels. Yep. Yeah. Um, not necessarily all as good as the first one, but um, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, th- I remember uh, Devin 
and myself and we took her mom to go see it uh one time and it was scary mm-hmm. like because you didn't know what was going to happen and usually yeah, that, that first one really yeah. was was messed up and usually you can tell see the thing is what i liked about it is is that usually in a horror movie like that a haunted house movie you can tell what's going to happen by the, the the way the scene is shot mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah the only thing that was set up about this was it was on a, a still camera so it was just the same shot there was no cuts or anything like that so you're just like kind of on the edge of your seat like well they're they're hanging around here something something's got to happen something's got to happen and then boom she's like dragged out of the bed well and i think what's interesting too is as the as i, I mean i think two was good I yeah. think three was good after three is where it started to lose me um four was bizarre the marked ones and ghost dimension like that was just them really trying to finish it up um but with what three what i found so well both two and three is they started adding different shots so like in two you see the um the camera on a fan on a rotating fan that one did you in because you would see one room and then it would pan and go to the other room and then that allowed them to have jump scares mm-hmm. by going back to the other room, and then everything was on the ceiling. Um, just really great cinematography on the very, like you said, on the cheap. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, if we're like going, like one of my favorite parts about two was uh, when they had they had the babysitter over, mm-hmm. or somebody was she was watching it, she was working at the table. And it was on that it was that camera was doing that that oscillating like fan, like just going back and forth. And then when it panned back to her and she didn't see it, but there was like a good like a sheet over something. Oh like, you yeah, know, your, your stereotypical glow. And it panned back and it panned back and it was still there. And then when she turned around, the sheet just dropped. Yep. Fantastic, yeah. easy effect. That is very easy to do. Yeah. But it's just so like shit. It just gives you the creeps. Yeah. So that's that's one of my my um, okay. honorable mentions. Um, another one is uh, again this one doesn't fall into uh, the category because it is not a house, um, but fourteen oh eight. Yes. That, okay. Thank you for that's a great one. Fourteen oh eight to me. I'm a huge John Cusack fan. I think mm-hmm. you know um, I love what he did as an adult from his um, High Fidelity and Gross Point Blank to some of the more obscure things like 1408, you know, but I think that 1408 for me is such an underrated movie. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, great. I remember early in our, our relationship, I showed it to Jordan because she was, she really likes scary movies um, or used to um, not until she saw the fourth kind that messed with her. Um, but anyways, uh, 1408, she was like, that was actually really, really good. I'm like, I know, right? Like it really is pretty strong and it's, um, and you didn't know how it was going to end. Uh-uh. Like it, they kept throwing little curveballs. Very psychological. Um, yeah. It, it messes with your mind and it messes with the, the protagonist, char- the character's mind. Um, yeah, just I really enjoyed it. I think that you got a great cast, Cusack and Jackson, and you just kind of build, um, build on the psychological horror um, around the room. Um, and then just, oh, my gosh, the... Um, why do birds suddenly appear or no, no, no. It's uh we've only just begun the carpenters. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is haunting to hear that song. And it's almost like the room was, um, talk. Yeah. 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 As it was. Yeah. It's great. It's got good visual effects in it. Um, 
you, you get all these little like side stories of things and ghosts in the room, which I mm-hmm. always enjoy. Um, so yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, it's really it's it's got like a handful of cast. The cast is not that big. No, I'd say realistically, the major cast you're looking at John Cusack, Samuel Jackson. If you go beyond that, you do have his wife. Um, you've got Ch- Tony Shalhoub plays a small character as so his his publicist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just have like pieces of his family. Um, but realistically, I mean, it's kind of funny. So um, if you, how familiar are you with um, Gross Point Blank? Oh, I love Gross Point Blank. That's the, a fantastic movie. So the guy that who he kills in the hallway during yeah, the yeah. reunion. With the pen. Uh, yep. That guy actually plays the hammer maniac in 1408. The guy with the crazy hair who he kind of like yeah. turns around and like he's running at him. He's only in it for just a, a small amount, but it's the same guy. And the connection is he was in gross point blank with him and he, he got him another job. Wow. Well, I guess it pays to be friends with John Cusack. Right. So, yeah, I absolutely love 1408. You know, yeah. I think that for me, I would even say it is it makes my list over The Shining because of the underrated nature. Everybody likes The Shining. Everybody yeah. has heard of it. Um but 1408 is a little different. So that's my other yeah. honorable mention. What about All you? Right. All right. So I have one I want to mention. Uh, Devin's honorable mention uh, was The Others, since it hasn't been mentioned yet. She loved yes. these others. Uh, the Others is very creepy. Um, and, then, of course, it has that like kind of like that M. Night Shyamalan twist at the ending. Yep. Which I think is great. And I always like I always like Haunted house movies or horror pieces that are set in period times yeah there's no modern yeah no you don't because they don't have no technology there's no like you know i'm gonna put this on the camera or i'm gonna record it or something like that it's so i tend to like those a little bit more just because there's a scary aspect to it um and plus nicole kidman's great in it absolutely it's great uh my honorable mentions are number one, my honorable mention is going to be a small independent film called Late Mungo. Okay. Late Mungo. It is a, a movie that is about um, a six-year-old girl that drowns while sw- swimming at a local dam. Uh, when her body's recovered and a verdict of accidental, accidental death is returned to Grady, her mom, her brother, and her father bury her. And then the family starts to experience a series of strange and, and inexplicable events in the house. Um, and what I like about this is, is there's no jump scares. It's all atmospheric setting. Um, you never, ever really actually see a ghost until the end of the movie. Hmm. But all these things, and then so as this movie's going on, you start to find out that this six-year-old girl was leading a, a second life. She was banging the neighbors. And so she had this whole second life for her parents and her brother didn't even know about. And now she's dead. And there's this part, I think, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think it's on Netflix right now. Um, there's this part where they find her flip phone. It was, so it's, it's a little bit, it's in early mid-2000s. Um, and there's this there's a scene where I guess you could classify it as one jump scare where, you know, she's walking back from whatever place she was at where she drowned and she came in contact with something. And I think the way they set it up is that she came in contact with herself after she drowned. Okay. 
And so the, all this stuff is happening. And the brother's like, I'm trying to contact her. I'm trying to get in contact with her. And so to make a long story short, you know, you never actually see her as a ghost. But at the end of the movie, the parents are just so just overwhelmed with grief that they leave the house. They move out. And so at the end, the realtor's like, well, let's say goodbye to your house and let's get you guys in a picture. And you, you they, the realtor gets them into a picture. Now she's setting up the shot. You look past them and in the house and right there in the window is a barely visible uh, ghost of her hmm. stuck in the house. Wow. And that's like the only shot you see of her. It's, it's a great independent movie, Lake Mungo. Okay. Um, it's great. It out. Um, yeah, I think that's my only one. I think that's going to be my only honorable mention, unless there's something. Oh, I know what I want to say. Since you kind of broke the rules a little bit, um, uh, I would like to nominate Haunting of Hill House, the TV show. Still probably the best um, horror anything I think I've ever seen. Yes. 100% agree. It is me. Devin and I cannot watch that fast enough. Um, it is so gets you so wound up in a ball of tension and anxiety. And the great thing about it is, is that you can watch it several times. And what the, the director and the producers do is they put ghosts in the background of the settings. Yeah. And so there may, there may be a scene going on between two characters talking and in the back or through a window or under a staircase, there's a ghost just sitting there watching. It's amazing. I, I just thought, I don't know how that didn't win any like Emmys or anything like that. I don't know. I think it was just underrated. Um, I don't know how, but what I would say for me, the, the part that messed with me the most was the ending that they didn't do. Um, I don't know if you've read this article or okay. I've told you this before. Um, the end of the mo- at the end of the series, the end of the season, um, when you are there's the birthday party and they're all there, and, um, and what's his name is blown out his candles. Um, you know what I'm talking about? It's like yeah, I'm, I'm following you. I'm okay. following you. So that in the back of that scene the directors considered putting the win- the window of um, the Red Room. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> because they wanted, they said the family had gone through enough and they, they wanted, because essentially that would mean they never got out. That, that, that all, of the, all of the stuff that they utilized to get over it and like, you know, they, they ultimately defeat the Red Room and, you know, they lose a lot along the way, but the family is allowed to um, to move on, and the the entire series is based on the uh, stages of grief, mm-hmm. um, all the different characters and whatnot. And they said that if they would have um, not allowed the characters to move on, it wouldn't have been true to the idea that you know you can move on, you can still be sad, but you can continue living your life. But for me, the fact they even considered that, if I would have seen that in the background, like I just would have that would have been like the mist. Like mm-hmm. you just you feel so bad and you feel just dirty from watching Devin, it. Devin, that anytime I bring up the mist, Devin gets pissed off. It just you're uncomfortable just, uh, with that. We ending. were all in watching the movie and then the ending happened and she just she it just ruins you. I'm, so yeah. I think that would have yeah. ruined me no. had I seen that window, but um fantastic movie or uh series. Um yeah, cannot it, wait, again, cannot wait for Blighthouse. 
and it's a scary series but it's also great dramatic on how to deal with death you know how different types of stages of grieving and how people deal with death and the burying of a loved one and the the burying of a child and and things like that for me i think the creepiest thing for me was the the overall story and fate of the youngest child who as a little girl in the house kept seeing the was it the the ghost with the broken neck or something like that or the crooked neck and the bent net like it lady and that ended up being her yeah i think you know for me it just it it, it's crazy it's episode six too is is iconic that one should have won an emmy um that's two storms that's the one where it's like all one or the majority of it is like one cut one um one shot and just Mm -hmm. i mean emotionally impactful but also um very well shot It's, All right, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, so we've got our, our. It's time. We've got our honorable mentions in, kind of the ones that we wanted to include but couldn't. Um, ben, what is your number one? My number one is 1982's Poltergeist. Ooh, okay. Um, this is uh, to me, this is the ultimate haunted house movie. I mean, I saw this as a kid, and it scared the crap out of me. Um, there are still parts of this that still give me the chills. And now that I'm a father, it has another layer of unsteadiness and easiness. So when the little girl Caroline goes missing, to me, that's just an amped up thing of fear because now I can say, okay, well, if that happened to my little girl, my little mm-hmm. boy. Um, but, you know, what? what's great about this movie is, is that, okay, one, it's not rated R. It's PG-13. Somehow. Yeah, it does have it has the smell of Spielberg on it because it is a Spielberg produced movie. Um, Tobe Hooper directed it. Um, So the thing about this is, is that this to me was the first movie that didn't have that old genre of a big old creepy house. Yeah, yeah, it was. This is in this is in a new suburban cul-de-sac. You know, this Mm -hmm. is a new house in suburbia where it's supposed to be safe, where you can raise a family and, and the things it's just, what I like about poltergeist is just, just a slow and steady buildup. And it starts out as harmful things, just as like chairs being stacked or things being moved or a cabinet closing to full blown to what it ends up being. Um, I, I don't know how this is just a great movie and I think it ends great. And I think it's for what it is that it, it's explained well, um you know they they built the house on the old burial ground indian burial ground to save money how could you not see that happen today with (laughs) some of the things that happen in government and (laughs) things like that this movie makes me think of uh stephen king it's got a very stephen king kind of vibe to it um you know a cause and effect and uh, a, a message of something some sort um you know, when I when I look at this, I'm kind of shocked that it isn't based on a Stephen King, you know, short story or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's very well done. Um, I mean, hell, uh, basically a Spielberg horror movie, you know, and yeah, which he's not known to do. Like he's he is adventure. He is, you know, excitement and popcorn movies. And this was I think this came out in the summer. This was supposed uh, to be yeah, one of his summer blockbusters. Um, and just I don't know from 
when the clown doll takes the kid under the bed, <laughs> which most people that have seen the movie know that scene. Yeah. Um, to the tree coming in the window to one of the things I actually like was when something's happening and they start recording and you see all the ghosts come down the stairs mm-hmm. and they're just floating. Um, yeah, it's just got a great cast. I, I love them bringing in the, oh God, what's her name? The little old lady. This house is clean. And, this uh, house is clean. Yeah. And then and that's the, another great thing about it is that then you think it's done. And there's a yeah. whole nother 20 minutes of shit. Like, it's just like, it's just like they clean the house. The spirits are gone. The girl's back. Everybody's okay. And then there's a whole nother 25 minutes of like the house getting really pissed off and, and just taking it out on the family. And, and that scene where that mother, I just, I kind of just identify as a parent now of when she's trying to get up to her children who are trying to be sucked into the house or the portal to the other side or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she, that the door slams in front of her and she knocks her all the way back to the hallway and she gets up and she's just running down the hallway. And it's just this weird zoom camera angle that they got going on to make it seem like she's just running internally down the hallway. Um, It's a great movie. Yeah. And I think it holds up. I agree. I I definitely think this is one, um, you know, and this is one they tried to remake in 2015 and I did not really do well. It wasn't a flat out bomb. I mean, it, it made its money back threefold, but um, not even close to recreating um, what they had with the first one. I mean, I feel I would feel comfortable showing this to my students and then I, I think this would scare them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is it's it's pound for pound a really good movie. What about you, Aaron? Number one, I, I really thought there for a minute that we would have the same number one. So nope. now I'm a little bit curious. Pol- Poltergeist um, was up there for me. Um, but so my number one is the Amityville Horror 1979. Okay. Not, unfortunately, not your, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds remake. No. Um, and a six pack abs. Right. I mean, right? come on. I mean, who has yeah. that body? Really? That's, that's that, that's, that is what most people went to see. Talk about CGI. Shit. Come on. Um, no, for a part, a part of me considered putting Winchester down. Are you serious? We 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 grilled that movie. <laughs> we we killed. It is on record of that Boone movie not being really really not good. No, it was very very bad. No, I think that for me, the Amityville Horror, uh, the original one at least, is it's what makes haunted house movies so scary. Is it's based on true events or based on allegedly true events? Yeah. Um, that idea, you know, most people uh, can can relate to hearing creaks and not really knowing what's going on in your house. Um, this is extremely violent, um, uh, supernatural forces. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, an angry, you know, spirit, um, kind of a, a movie rather than, you know, just some scientific, um, energies. But when I, th- when I think about this one is I think it is one of the first, because it is 79, I think it's one of the first haunted house movies, um, in the modern era. Yeah. Like modern, yeah. 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 Um, not like you're not like you're, I'm, what I'm saying is like, not like your Vincent price. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, ha- which the haunting and, um, the haunting of, of, um, hell house. Hill. Uh, is it the haunting of hell house? I thought it was hell house. I thought it was H E L L. I could be wrong. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up here. Cause it's yeah. Gonna... Like not that black and white skeleton in the closet type stuff or like a candle. Oh, movie, house like on the, haunted hill. That's house on haunted hill. Yeah. Um, uh, 
which again, I even liked the remake. I thought it was tacky and cheesy, but it was yeah. fun. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I think that the the Amityville horror, it's it's got a lot of ebbs and flows. Um, when I look at the um, the the final pivotal, you know, the last night, the stormy night, where everything just goes to shit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the shining without the hotel. Um, mm-hmm. you know, him grabbing the axe and and just you know hunting down the children, hunting down the uh, his wife. Um, you know, really being haunted and not being able to reclaim your lives really um it's this idea and again like i i, I love that the t- final title card and I, i've got this written down but it's uh george and kathleen lutz and their family never reclaimed their house or their personal belongings today they live in another state you know when something is so bad that you just get into a car and leave and never look back that's heavy and the fact that that was actually based off of allegedly true events where people actually the Lutz family actually did just leave in the middle of the night and never mm-hmm. came back. Um, you know, that's the stuff of, of haunted house stories for me. You know, that's, that's what happened in haunting of Hill house. You know, that mm-hmm. they just, that's what works. And when it is, when it's true, it feels, feels right. Um, you know, this one more based on, um, the, um, the idea of a house can hold the imprint of a, a, tra- a tragic incident. Mm-hmm. Um, the house holding on to the memory and the emotions of the initial murder. Um, and then that's, that's also too something that if you follow ghost hunters or the paranormal studies, that is something that this imprinting people will say, you know, limestone, there's certain woods. Um, they hold on to these and that Ener- energies they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really I love this because it kind of feeds into that paranormal study um, because it is, you know, um, a based on reality type of um, a film for it. So I think that's why it's my number one. Also, because I think it really starts the next generation um, of those those horror movies from the 80s. I mean, maybe you, you couldn't even maybe have Poltergeist without Amityville. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it, um, you know, that could be uh, the case. You know, I remember my mom telling me, like, this movie was scary. She's like, this movie's scary. And I was like, okay, I'm down. So I read the book. Mm. And, I, and uh, in high school, we had to do a, a paper on a historical event. And and um, I had to do a thing on a, an American historical event. And uh, the one I did was the actual murder. So the, so the house... So it was the DeFeo murders that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And his, his um, thing in court was that uh, something in the house was telling him to murder his family. And then the Lutzes move in like six months later. And so I did, I did a whole paper on that. So I'm very well versed in this. And so when I watched this as a teenager, it was scary. I don't know if it necessarily holds up today as I far as creepiness. Does. No especially what we've been to exposed to in our, in our lives of scary movies. Mm-hmm. But I can understand for a time period where like in the seventies, when this was released, this was probably scary shit. This was probably right up there with the exorcist because this is really one of the first movies that you see that uses that mantra of based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's too, I'm glad you mentioned that because when you look at um, 
the movies that, you know, our, our parents or grandparents, you know, told us about that really got to them. This is one of them. And for me, my grandfather, yeah. a devout Catholic questioned his faith after seeing the exorcist, like it messed with him. Um, so yeah, when you can really pull a movie like that and you can, uh, you can pull it off. And like you said, based on true events, that's what really, um, that's what messes with people. That's, that's what gets under your skin. So I, I think we have a pretty solid list here. I like it. I like yeah. the list. And it's a great time of the year to go and find some of these movies. If you haven't seen them in a long time, or if you've never seen them, um, go see it. Like Aaron, it's going to go watch the conjuring Two. which actually Aaron, the first 10 minutes of the conjuring Two is the Amityville horror. So it's the, it's the, okay. um, it's the, uh, the two, the Warrens going to the Amityville house and exploring that so that's like the first 10 minutes of the film so i think you i think you should watch it i need to i think it's on uh, hbo max yeah i think it's on yeah but yeah that's our list top three haunted house movies in honor of aaron lopez moving into his first house nothing yet we uh we haven't heard any creaks or uh... well they they usually let you settle in for about a week or two before the shit starts so don't worry about it so it's funny because I have uh, one of my coworkers who actually did the haunted Ohio immersion with me. She's been asking me too, like anything yet? I'm like, it's it's not that old of a house. It was built in 1980. Um, she's like, that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you're right. It's it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think um, so far so good. We'll see. But you know what? Um, we've we've talked about this before. On I actually think it was the Winchester podcast. Um, it doesn't have to be the the house. It doesn't have to be the grounds. People can nope. bring stuff. So exactly, bad energy, bad mojo. Yep. So uh, let's keep uh, some happiness going on, and uh, and and keep a uh, keep a smile on your face because we don't need any of that. Um, next week, uh, Ben and I are going to be looking at Hubie Halloween. Um, we're we're trying to to look at some new stuff. Uh, our 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 recording schedule has got us a little bit uh, up against a wall so we're going to try to do a new movie on netflix adam sandler movie um and i i i'm excited and i'm not excited let me be honest because you don't want it to be like grown-ups you want it to be something different but still a little bit of adam sandler but it's like if you see kevin james in it you're like well shit (laughs) shaquille o'neal's in it shit steve buscemi's in it shit yeah, I mean, there's there are two different. We'll talk about this, I'm sure, next week. But there are two different types of Adam Sandler movies. There's the movies that he made uh, before he had kids, and the movies he made after he had kids. Uh, and he wants his kids to be able to see the movies. And hell, I think even his kids are in this one. So yeah. uh, we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be funny. It's going to be good for a laugh. Um, and it's about a guy who loves Halloween. And Ben and I both love Halloween. So hopefully, we can relate a bit. Yeah. Yep, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. We haven't been able to do a uh, a movie review in quite a long time, so this should be interesting to get back into this. Absolutely, because you know things are starting to slowly trickle out now. So yeah, and October's got a lot going on. So um, be looking online on Facebook and on Twitter. We have a lot planned for the month into November, and actually, we've even got some plans into November already. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We've got to have some um, some guest spots uh, coming up. Uh, you're going to hear some old old friends are coming back. It's going to be excellent. So I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. Uh, so let us know what you guys are looking forward to. Um, and, and before I forget, Ben, what are you watching this week? 
what am I watching this week? Um, well, it's been kind of back and forth. Um, uh, we finished. Okay. So last week I said, we finished Cobra Kai season one. Um, we started ratchet. Um, we started that, which was a very interesting first episode, but I think the last thing that we, that <laughs> I mean, when I say me and my wife, cause we watch things together, um, was the, uh, Halloween baking championship show on Food network. Those we love fun. those. We watch yep. the Halloween one and we watch the Christmas one and we just sit there and watch people make desserts that are Halloween themed. So <sighs> I love my life. It's great. You know what? It's funny. Jordan and I, um, we used to watch them uh, live, like when they came out on Food Network. We don't have Food Network anymore. Yeah. But they pop up on Hulu, um, you know, now. And yeah. whenever they pop up, we're always excited to go back and watch it's, them. We'll oh, go back and watch the ones that we watched years ago. So it's a great show, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. We, we, me and uh, Devin and I have just watched it for years. We, we love watching it. We get really excited. What about you? Uh, well, Jordan and I are one more episode away from being caught up on Lovecraft, so we'll probably try to keep that up, um, really getting into that. Um, we still need to continue with The Boys, um, season two, and I need to catch up because I'm, I'm feeling like Facebook is starting to drop some spoilers, so uh, need to be careful of that. Um, but otherwise, I think I am most excited to watch. Uh, it just came out on this past Wednesday, and it is now also on HBO Max, the South Park Pandemic episode. Um, looks pretty funny. I'm definitely going to make some time for it because, um, a piece of it is them at school. So, um, just the trailer, the commercial for that episode alone made me laugh. So I'm excited to go and check that out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. We, I posted on our face of the drive-in Facebook page earlier, the new trailer for the remake of the witches with Anne Hathaway, um, which will be on HBO max at the end of the month. Yep, so this month. A lot of good stuff coming out, finally. I know. It's been a little while, but we've got a lot coming out in October. Let us know what you're looking forward to uh, to watching, whether it be TV or movies or, uh, hell, even if it's a cool podcast that you want us to, to listen to. We'll be, uh, we'll be listening. Say that again, Ben. I think you're, you're muted. Oh, I said uh, sleep well tonight, Aaron. Oh, and, yeah, uh, right? If you hear something, just... It's just the house settling. Don't just worry. Settling. Just some creaks. Yeah. Some uh, soft voices. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, until then, drive home safe.